0: Created to worship. What a great title. And uh, that's exactly what you were made for. Don't ever forget that. That's the reason why you're here. You were created to worship a God that is like no other, a God higher than any other. His name is Jesus. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, give to Jehovah the glory due to his name. Worship Jehovah in the beauty of his holiness. We are created to worship. We're created to praise him, to lift up that name that is higher than any other, to praise and worship. You know, sometimes those two words are like, well, are they different? Are they the same? You know, we were having a little debate in our Connect group the other day talking about the difference between worship and prayer and praise. But, you know, there's an element that flows through all of them. All the same, you know. Uh, some songs we sing have praise and worship in them. You know, when I grew up, uh, well, not grew up, but some years ago when I first started church and that, some described the difference between praise and worship in a song as in, as the praise is the fast songs and worship's the slow ones. So to me, like, you know, a praise and da, da 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 oh, this is praise songs, and all of a sudden they slowed it down and go, oh, we're going to worship now, we're going to worship. But there's an element in both. You can have it flowing through there. Worship comes from two English words, meaning worthy, showing your worth, and God shows us, we show our worth to God that He is worthy to us in our songs. And we praise with excitement, we're making declaration of praise, saying He is worthy, thank you. It's like more of a thank you kind of in song. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, for who you are. You know, when we study the word in the uh, Hebrew, there are seven key words that describe this. And uh, to give you an understanding, because when I first came into church, you know, I've seen all sorts of things over, over time, not quite understanding how you worship, how do you praise, you know, is praise just a song, is praise just words, what does that all look like and what does that mean? Because we have no problems uh, at the football, do we? Praising our team, yeah, go to the crows, go to the power, you know, and all that kind of stuff, so we have no problems, people jump on their seats, you know, they go, yeah, come to church and all of a sudden they go. Who are we worshiping? The crows or God? <clears throat> yeah, we've got to understand that there is more to it. There's more involved with that. There's actions that we do. Now, there's also, of course, very uh, cultural things that happen in churches as well. We, we, were, uh, we were in uh, Myanmar back in 2020, Timur, and uh, some cultural things that happened there that made us feel a bit weird, a bit uncomfortable, but it was all right. It was just a cultural thing. We had this particular lady on the front row that suddenly you know, the worship picked up. She knows where I'm going. So is Amy. Persia picks up. Oh, it's going. She's feeling it. She's feeling it now. She's feeling it. She's out of a chair. She's going for it and she's off. <laughs> and she's going around the whole room, you know, like this. And we go, okay, that's different. That's fine. She's enjoying the Lord. And, uh, and, but, but that's it. She didn't want to enjoy it by herself. She wanted us to join in. And, and she came over, of course, Leanne, I don't know, Leanne's got a target on her back saying, pick me. And uh, she comes over and she's making a beeline for Leanne, gets her up and can't, can't speak English. But she, and there's Leanne joining her now. And, and then we saw her come back and, and, uh, and I remember saying, one of the guys, she's coming back again. <laughs> Quick, look busy. <laughs> but there's something in our actions, there's something that does that, you know. Uh, I had a funny one. Because like I said, sometimes it's cultural, you go back into different things, even in biblical days where they did certain things. There's the, the uh, what's that dance they call, um, with the flags and the ribbons and, <laughs> what do you call that dance? Uh, Was it? No, there's a name for it, I'm just trying to think. And, and you'll... Maybe fine, That's, uh, you know, but it's just not my thing, and uh, <laughs> I just don't feel comfortable pouncing around the room with flags and waving them. And <laughs> Can you imagine me doing that? <laughs> don't. <laughs> it's not good for you. Okay. So we know that there is something that comes out of you. You know, when you connect with God, when you're passionate about the things of God, there's something it draws out of you. You can't help. You can't stand still. Yeah, I just like this. I just got to move. I just can't stand still. I got to do something. But it's captured in the (coughs) excuse me captured in these words of praise. There's a word called barak. The word barak means to kneel or bow down. Bless God. So there's a worship of kneeling down. That's why we kneel down. It's uh, it's lowering ourselves before God to say He is all. It's a, a place of reverence, an act of adoration. There's a word hala where we get our word hallelujah from. And hallelujah is universal wherever I've been in the world. I may not understand most of the language, but they all use the same word, hallelujah. So, you know, when, when we're in Myanmar we're singing a song, I can't sing their words. And I'll just join in the chorus, hallelujah. <laughs> it's the one word I know. <clears throat> hala means to be Boastful, excited, enjoying the greatness and goodness of God. It's the root word, as I said, for hallelujah. And then there's Shabbat. The word is best illustrated in Psalm 117. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. As is used here, it means to speak highly of, to address in a loud tone, to command, triumph, glory, and to shout. There's no quietness in this. When you are in that place of Shabbat, you are actually making a command, triumph. He is worthy, you know, we, we shout it out. There is power when we declare the Word of God. There is power when we declare His praises. Look at what happened when they circled around the walls of Jericho. Trumpet blow, they all gave a big shout and the walls came down. And I'm telling you, when you learn to praise God and worship Him like that, circumstances in your world are going to change. Things will change and you're gonna have an opportunity today at the end of this service. <clears throat> then there's a word called Tehila. Uh, it relates to singing for the intents and purposes of means of singing praises to God. It refers to the special kind of singing that is unrehearsed, unprepared, and which today is referred to as singing in the spirit. You know when you just find a song rise up in you, but it's not the words aren't up there. It's just suddenly you just start singing. You sing, you know, and uh, it just comes out of you. You know those sort of moments? You may, you know, maybe just in the garden, maybe doing something, just sensing God's presence. You just start, I I like making songs up anyway, so it's easy for me. But um, my daughter's always saying, because that's not the words, Dad. (laughs) I said, that's okay. It's my words. And um, we can sing those because there should be an expression that comes out of you. Whatever you're feeling deep inside has to come out somewhere, you can't bottle things up because we are made to worship. We are made to praise His name in all that we do. There's another one called Toda, not toda. <laughs> it means Thanksgiving involves the raising of hands in adoration. That's why we raise our hands. We're raising this natural word. So when you see the words in our English translated praise or worship, it's using one of these words I'm describing. So it could be the word Ta-da, which means thanksgiving, you're you're giving thanks to God as you raise your hands. That's why we raise our hands. We raise our hands, you know, in acknowledgement of what He has done for us, acknowledgement of who He is and what He's going to do. We raise our hands and just say, thank you, God. We're recognising Him. And once again, we have no problems doing that at the footy. But as soon as we come in here, it's like, oh, it's not quite the same, is it? But it should be more so. It should be more so. There's a word called Yada. it means to worship with extended hands and signifies a deep surrender to God in the heart that desires to pay tribute to him. So there's another word that's similar, worship with extended hands. It's like you're reaching out to God. It's not just like, ah, uh, it's ah. Uh. You know, I was watching a funny video uh, of a Christian comedian just talking about our praise position, how we worship. You know, he says we, we come in a bit cold and we just stand there with our hands like this first of all, we're warming up. Just getting in the feel of warming up, it's like we're holding a TV, carrying a TV, and then we got a widescreen TV, you know. He <laughs> we went through a few different actions, like it's quite funny, but <clears throat> but that's how it is, you know. But we should be coming into this place excited, raring to go, not like just warming up in the house of God. We're here already because we warmed up on the way. in. I said to my teams, you know, <clears throat> that on the way to church, even before, even at home in the morning, you know, while you're getting ready, just start. honing into the presence of God. Start praising Him. Start worship Him. In the car, praise and worship Him. You come in here, you're in fire, we already feel that presence because you're invoked that presence of God in this place. And the seventh word is samar. In the Hebrew language there are several music verbs but the one that is uh, predominant throughout the book of Psalms is called zamar. It demonstrates music in praise to God and advocates that praise. So the seven key words used that can be change to praise, worship in our English. And, uh, you know, worship is the attitude of the heart which is expressed through the body. Like I said, we cannot worship like an ice block. You know, we can't just stand there. Oh, what are you doing? I'm just worshipping God. Well, that's it, is it? Yeah, well, it could be a bit better. <laughs> um, we, You can't help it. You know, it's like when you're excited, your, your hands... Who's one of those? I mean, they also talents Italians use their hands a lot. I think I use my hands a lot. But, you know, you can't, I can't talk without using my hands. Does anyone have that problem? Yeah, okay. Even on the phone. It's like, isn't it funny watching someone on the phone? They're talking like this, and they're using their hands, and we're there, and then we did this, and we, you know, we, and the person has no clue what you're doing. But I do that. That's why I got a head mic, because perhaps I'm a bit Italian. I need to use my hands, you know. I can't sort of hold them back. It's like, yeah, and it is funny because I've done the exercise on someone that likes to do that. I've come up behind and grabbed their arms and I said, now try talk. And it's like, mm, mm, mm. they're <laughs> muted. Because it's an expression of who you are, there's something that comes out of you. <clears throat> we are created to worship. Whoever you worship, you'll end up serving. You know, that's the thing. You serve those who you worship and that could be many things. If you're worshiping your, your um football club and i see people that really do worship the crows or power that's the whole life they just go to the footy they watch reruns they're at the club meetings they everything they just worship it but that's that's not the worship we're called about because matthew 6:24 says no one can serve two masters for either he either will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to one and despise the other you cannot serve God and manum, and And for some people, maybe money even. There's lots of things that we can put in the place of God that should never be there. And you will end up looking like the one you worship. That's why, you know, if I use footy uh, example again, how many people that really get into the football have to have their own footy jersey, same number as the, the one they like, you know. And it's like that in the fashion sense too, isn't it? You know, with the pop stars, you dress alike, you look like the pop star. They got the coolest glass on. You got to have those on. You know, if they got the latest phone, you got to have one like that. That you're actually worshiping them. You perhaps you haven't really thought about, it, but that's what happens. But there is only one person who is worthy of our praise. Psalm 150, verse one through to six, says it all. In this, it says, "Praise Jehovah, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in the expanse of His power, praise Him for His mighty acts, <coughs> praise Him according to His excellent greatness." Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and ly- lyre. Praise Him with the trimble, what it was, a timbrel sorry, and dance. Praise Him with sing, uh, stringed instruments and pipes. There you go. If you're Scottish, pipes. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> praise Him on the sound and cymbals. Praise Him with the resounding cy- uh, cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise Jehovah. Praise Him. In other words, everything that you can use to express yourself in praise to God, use it. I still don't know about the pipes, so I've heard those things there. It sounds like a cat being strangled. Um, but anyway, God said it's all right, so it's all right. Steve, Steve, Steve would appreciate that, being Scottish. Uh, he'd probably bring out his uh, kilt on and put his kilt on later. But anyway, um, we are to praise him in all things. Praise him, praise him, praise him. And I'm not talking about praise, praise him. See, people find it great, you know, like great to hear Mark's got a job this week. It was just awesome. You know, answer a prayer. <clears throat> and uh, you know, we give God glory for that. We praise God. Go, thank you, God. Hallelujah. And it's a job that he was looking forward to and all those things. But I said, how do we look at it when we don't get the things that we want? Are we able to go to that place, the same place? And I, so I always tell people when they're going for a job interview, I say, I'm believing for you. But I said, Believe for God's answer. And it may not be the job for you. And if you don't get it, don't worry about it. God's got something better for you. I praised Him regardless. Though the fig tree may not blossom, there be no fruit on the vine, though that yields fail, and all these things go wrong, as it says in Habakkuk, Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Yet will I praise his name. So you don't look at the circumstance, because your circumstances doesn't change who he is. You can have your will fall apart, but God is still God. God is still on the throne. And we need to actually acknowledge that and understand that. Psalm 100 verse 1 says, Make a joyful noise to Jehovah, all you lands. I had a lady one time said to me, she goes, Yeah, your songs. uh, There's a song there where we we just do, uh, I can't remember how it went now. It was a song, you know, where you have the words and you go, la, 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 or whatever. There's some sort of bit where you don't sing. I'm trying to think of the song. And she goes, oh, I sing praise the Lord in that part. I don't do the noises.'" And I said, fine, you don't have to do the noises, you don't want to. He says, no, no, I think there should be words in there, whatever. I don't think it's right that so we just go la-la-la or whatever it was. And, <clears throat> and I said, I reminded him, I said, it says make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise, you know, mm-hmm, whatever that is, you know. I often hear people humming, uh, you know, or I'll just da-da-da-da because da, 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 they're happy. When you're happy and you know it, you clap your hands. And uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> sorry I don't know where that came from but anyway uh, worship Jehovah with gladness come before his presence with singing it says worship Jehovah with gladness not sadness with gladness you come before him it doesn't matter about your circumstances I'm coming before him with gladness I'm going to say this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it because there is power, <coughs> there is power in the name of Jesus, there is power, the atmosphere changes. You can come into this place in the morning, by the time you, you exit it, there should be a difference in what you're sensing, what you're feeling, because you've come into the presence of God and worship where God is. There is power in worship. A life of victory comes only when we acknowledge God, when we praise and worship Him. And that's what we're going to do the, uh, <coughs> this morning, excuse me. I want to turn this morning to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and it's a big verse, so I'm only going to read several passages and interact with them. But it gives you an understanding that there is power in praise, power to overcome the enemy. There's power. (coughs) It's a Christian's secret weapon against the enemy. The enemy does not like you praising God. The enemy does not like worship. He doesn't like any of those things. And he's out of here. When we start praising and worshiping God, the devil runs. I've seen people come into uh, over the years in, con- in the congregation. First time they, and you can see when we start praising and worshiping God, they get like a bit, you know, shaky. They just can't handle it. There's something going on in them. And fortunately, most of them have been in the meeting. At the end, have put their hand up, and they've been set free from that. But the devil doesn't like it when you worship God. The devil doesn't like you mentioning his name. <coughs> Excuse me. So 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. And it happened after the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon came in and with others besides the Ammonites to battle against Jehoshaphat. And they came to him and spoke to Jehoshaphat saying, A great multitude has come against you from behind the sea on the side of Syria. And behold, they are Hazazon Tamar, which is En Gedi. Anyone know where that is? After looking Google Maps, <clears throat> um, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek Jehovah, and called for a fast throughout all Judea. And Judea gathered themselves to ask of Jehovah, even out of the cities of Judah that they came. To, I said, Ju-, sorry, Judah. Yeah, I said Judea. Yeah. They came to seek Jehovah, and Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem and the house of Jehovah before the new court. And said, O Jehovah, the God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And is there power and might in your hands, so that none is able to withstand you? Are you not our God? Did you not drive out the people of this land before Israel, and gave it the seed of your friend Abraham forever? And they lived in it, and they built you a temple in it, for your name, saying, If evil comes on us, whether the sword, judgment, or plague, or phantom, and we stand before this house in your presence, for your name is in this house, and cry to you in your affliction, then we'll hear and help. There's a whole passage that goes on further, I'm just going to leave it there for the moment. But let us just pray this morning. <clears throat> Heavily, Heavenly Father, Father, I just thank you this day. We thank you that we can come to you and praise you and worship you, because you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of all glory. And Father, as we look at your Word today, God, I believe that people will be set free by hearing the power of God praise and what it does within our lives. Father, I pray for this congregation right now that God, you'll touch them in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Well, this is a big passage here. Three armies come against King Jehoshaphat, sons of Moab, sons of Ammon and the Ammonites. A great multitude, it says. Have you ever been in a situation where it just seems hopeless, where there's just everything's coming against you? Nothing seems to go right. It just seems like overpowering. What do you do? where you have choices to make in those moments. You have choices, you can run for it, but nothing changes. If you run, the situation is still there, or you can stand and fight. And God has called us to stand and fight this morning. Jehoshaphat was a very good king. He was a faithful and godly king like his father Asa. A vast army stood against Jehoshaphat. Three nations conspired to work together to utterly destroy Judah. His initial response in the uh, passage of 23 was, Jehoshaphat was afraid. So here's this mighty king, he, he was honest, he just says, I'm afraid. It's okay to be afraid, but it doesn't mean that you lose your faith. It doesn't mean that you give things up. It doesn't mean you quit because you're afraid. In fact, it should motivate you to stand up. Danger is very real, but it's a choice to be fearful. Jehoshaphat could have began his prayer. <coughs> excuse me. Jehoshaphat could have begun to his prayer by complaining or grumbling against God. But he didn't choose to do that. He didn't say, "God, why is this happening? I've done all things right by you." You know, it's like sometimes we can turn to that childlike faith. Like, "I've done everything for you, God, and this is happening to me. Why? 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 Why?" Sometimes like that. Why is this happening to me? Why I've done this right? I did that. I did that. Blah 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 blah. Well, we're in a fallen world. You're going to get things happening regardless. <clears throat> Jehoshaphat determines to begin his prayer by initiating praise to the Lord. It says in verse uh, 6, he, <coughs> art thou not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in thy hand so that no one can stand against thee. He makes a declaration of praise. Sometimes we have to line our thinking up when we're in a circumstances beyond our control. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, as was said this morning, Chloe said, we have to remind ourselves who our God is. Are thou not the ruler of all the kingdoms of the nations? When you make declarations like that, you go, why should I fear? Why should I worry? He is the ruler of all the nations, kingdoms of all the earth. And after praising King Jehoshaphat, then goes on to praise God for his mighty acts accomplished in history. Are you not God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? So he's declaring, he's reminding himself, are you not? You are, you are, you are, those things. But he also identifies that he is powerless. Jehoshaphat identifies he is powerless. Three nations are seeking to drive the power of Judah out of their land. And he says in 20, sorry, verse 12 of chapter 20, for we have no might against the great company which comes against us, nor do we know what to do. You ever been in that situation? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'll ring a pastor. <laughs> I do get people like that. I didn't know what to do. I just ring a pastor. It's like, okay, that's right. I'll ring one for you if you like. Um, <laughs> Nor do we know what to do. But listen to this. This is what he says. He says, We have no might against the great company which comes against us. Jehoshaphat looked at the armies, looked at the thousands coming upon him. And it says, For we have no might against them. He recognised his inadequacy. We have no power against these guys. Nor do we know what to do. We don't know what to do. They're circling us. They're coming upon us. The power of the enemy is coming our way. We don't know what to do. But listen to this. He says this, but our eyes are on you. But our eyes are on you, God, what you're going to do. We can't do anything, but we know that you can. Our eyes are on you. And I want to tell you this word for somebody today. If you're in a circumstance right now, you don't know what to do. Put your eyes upon him. Look to him and he will change the circumstance. Jehoshaphat, the undisputed leader of Judah. He is a godly man, a powerful, wealthy man, a man who has earned the respect of his people. And yet Jehoshaphat, Confesses, Lord, we are powerless. We are powerless. Jehoshaphat had learned the principle that Jesus would later teach that apart from me, you can do nothing. We need to understand that. Stop trying to think, I can do it. I can fix it. I can, I've got the power. I can do it. I can't. I can't. You're going to fall in a big hole. And you need to go to God and say, God, I need you. I need you. I can do nothing. We need to identify our weakness. Where we are weak, He is strong. 2 Chronicles 12:10. <clears throat> Therefore, I am pleased in weaknesses, insults, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am powerful, as my translation says. So Jehoshaphat, in we see, worships God. He doesn't know what to do. His eyes are on God. He worships God. It says in verse 18, and Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground. And all Judah and all the people Jerusalem fell before Jehovah, worshiping Jehovah. The people of Judah were powerless, but they worshipped and sought after a God who was all powerful, a God who would fight on their behalf. Isn't that great when you have a God that fights on your behalf? I remember a story years ago somewhere in Africa where a couple of missionaries were there, were surrounded by some faction war tribal groups. I don't know if it was, a, I was picture it. Years ago, there was a movie that came out with, uh, called Zulu, and anyone old enough to remember remembers Zulu, I remember being a small kid watching this Zulu in the, the movies, and, and and there's the British soldiers, and all of a sudden, on the uh, mountains all around, suddenly appears thousands of Zulus, you know, Zulu, you know, <laughs> bang, 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 hitting them, and it was like terrifying. Everywhere you looked, you see all these people, and it would have been like for them, like, let's run for it. But anyway, the, this couple of missionaries were in a position like that where I don't know if it was a Zulus, but in my mind it was a Zulus because that makes a good story. <laughs> but uh, they saw these, these tribal groups. They knew they were coming to kill them. They, they were out on a mission. Word had got out from their village that they had these missionaries and they are out to kill them. And uh, they knew that this is it. Like There's nothing we can do. Like It was like King Jehoshaphat here. We, we don't know what to do. What do we do? We can't outrun them. These guys, these, these warriors, they can run for days, you know, like on Duracell batteries or something. They just keep on going. And uh, they knew that the only thing they had, the only weapon they had, was to praise God, worship Him, and seek His face, start praying, doing all those things. And As they did, you know, they could hear this warring faction coming close. They could hear the noise of this tribal group coming to kill them you know, bashing their uh, shields and all that they do as to for fear tactics. And they got closer and closer and closer and they're looking at each other, husband and wife go, this is it, this is it. There's no more, you know, but our eyes are on him. God, it's in your control. We praise you because we know that you are for us. And regardless of whatever happens, we know you're with us. And as they did that, they started praying and, and crying out to God, their praise and worship. Suddenly there was a silence. There was a silence took place and they looked at each other. And it was, I know it's one of those moments like, You're going to go outside and have a look? <laughs> um, I'm not going, you go. And, and they slowly got up. It had just gone dead. It was quiet. And as they went outside the, out their whatever hut thing they had, they looked and they see in the distance all this tribal groups turning around and running away, running away like. What the heck is going on here? They look around and it's just us. What are they scared of? It's just us. Why are they running away? The next day, uh, word came through from one of the villagers about what actually happened. They said, yes, they had." Come, the missionary said to this person, "said what did you find out? What did you find out that took place? What happened? Why did they run away? And he said, because there was more of you than what there was of them. And he said, what do you mean? There was only me and my wife. (laughs) Wives can be angry at times. (laughs) But, But he said, no, you don't understand. We saw these big white looking characters everywhere surrounding you. Nine foot tall. Nine foot tall army. We realized we were overwhelmed. We could not beat that army. So we ran for it. We were fearful. I'm telling you, when you start praising, angels from heaven turn up when you start praising, God's protection is with you. God is with you always. And this is what they saw happen. This is what they saw happen. And here we are, Jehoshaphat, believing that God is about to do something. And you can do something. God can do the impossible. We can do the possible. And it was at this point, they realized, well, i got to do something to release the power, because God inhabits the praises of Israel, it says, or his people. When we start praising, the power of God turns up. The power of God ministers to you, starts to move within you, starts to change circumstances. And right now, there's circumstances in this congregation that needs to be changed. There are people here that are battling things. There are people here with all sorts of things that are going on that you don't even want to talk about. And that's okay. I don't want to hear. I don't need to hear. But I want you to to come forward today. I want you to actually say the battle is the Lord's and he's going to win this for me you know maybe addiction it may be anything it may be something you're battling on you may need even a job you, you just feel the enemies against you you just feel the enemy is impacting you whatever I do it just doesn't seem to work well as King Jehoshaphat says our eyes are on you your eyes need to be on him today I just want you to all stand right now in this place because the battle is the Lord's the battle is the Lord's and whatever you're battling through this morning God can do that and I want you to come forward if that's you. If you're battling so maybe sickness in your life right now. You just cannot shake this thing. We're going to pray. We're going to believe. We're going to praise in a minute. Because the instruction says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it says this is what Jehoshaphat did. When he was overwhelmed, his eyes were on God. And it says, he says, and he consulted with the people. He consulted with the people. He came to the people and consulted. And he appointed Singers to Jehovah and praises to praise, the beauty of wholeness They were out there before the army to say, "Praise Jehovah for all His mercy." So I'm telling you right now to defeat the works of the enemy right now. I'm going to assemble an army. I'm going to assemble army right here, right now. We're going to pray, as it says, He appointed singers to Jehovah. Where's my singers? Where's my singers? You're part of the singers, Well, I have got my singers. Here comes my singers. Here's my army. Welcome the army of God up here. He appointed praises, praises. All those guys that praise on their instruments. Where are they? They're hiding back there somewhere. Come on out, guys. Come on, we need some army. We need those drums. We're going to warfare this morning. We're going to warfare. We need the drums. We need those guitarists. We're going to make all sorts of sounds in this place because God is going to break something as we lift Him up in praise, as we believe in Him in praise this morning because He inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits the praises of His people. So I want you to start firing up right now. And as they start praising, I want you to join in because you are part of this army. But if you've got specific things, I want you to make a statement saying, I'm coming out, my eyes are on God this morning. He's going to break that power in my life. He's going to break those things, those circumstances in my life this morning. So just wherever you are, just come forward. Don't Don't wait, just say, no, I'm taking this serious. The power of God is here. Touch me. I will praise him. I will praise him. I will break the stronghold of my life. I will break the sickness of my body. For the power of God is with you. For He is greater than any other weapon formed against us. Great is our God. It's greatly to be praised. Come on, let's praise him all together. We're still standing. Just want everyone close our eyes. You know the victory in Christ starts with a relationship with Him. And this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you've never know what it's like to be uh, restored by God, I pray right now that you'll step forward and make this an opportunity. I pray right now for those that have never received Jesus Lord and Saviour. This morning, if you like Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you wanna make Him your God. I know you're on the victory side. If God just raise your hands in this place. I will see that. I see that hand. Amen. See that hand. We're going to believe for God to do a transformation in your world this morning. God is for you this morning. Come on, let's say this prayer all together this morning. A prayer of salvation, saving you from from the works of the evil. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sin. And that you rose again from the dead. I receive you now as Lord and Savior. And invite you to come into my life. I thank you now in Jesus' name. If you have said that prayer for the first time or even a rededication, God hears from heaven and you are saved. You're right standing with God. And you are on the victory side. Amen. Awesome. Come on, let's give God one more big hand clap this morning. Let's give Him praise. We thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Amen.